<laughs> yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to These Are The Words. I'm Eric Grun, and uh, I'm happy to pick up again in The Secret of Shambhala by James Redfield. And I'm just reminded this morning to be the eternal student, the everlasting student, the be always someone who learns, someone who's open to learning. But don't put your your mind to the side. Use your mind. Use your mind. You have the intelligence. I have to remind, this is me reminding myself, I have the intelligence, you have the intelligence to discern, to be able to discern. And if you don't pray for discernment, because good judgment is, don't ever let anybody say that, oh, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. Yes, judging in a certain respect, in a certain kind of a way, like pointing a finger at someone and blaming or uh, criticizing without it being constructive criticism. Uh, without it being constructive criticism is not very healthy. It's, it's egotistical. It's egotistical and it's maniacal. It, uh, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not clear enough. It's not. Um, it's not born of wisdom. It's born of ignorance. But if you can be constructively critical, uh, you have to be in this world. You have to be able to to judge something from another, to discern something from another, to be able to make distinctions and uh, accept things as they are and also integrate things and connect make connections so for example your brain is a brain your brain has many many neurons that fire all the time the electricity of the brain is the electricity of the brain the brain material is the brain matter. The neuron is a neuron. All those things have importance. Okay? So, we take the Dakini. The Dakini in the story, The Secret of Shambhala, comes from this idea in Tantric Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, and Hindu or Vedic uh, knowledge, Vedic knowledge, knowledge. <laughs> Veda, Veda means science or, or uh, knowledge. So this uh, Indian knowledge, okay, if you want to call it Indian knowledge, it's not really Indian knowledge, it's human knowledge. <laughs> it's just knowledge. So that knowledge... The Dakini represents the sacred feminine. <clears throat> the sacred feminine. And she is found in the Muladhara chakra. This is the, the sacral. The, okay, the sacrum 
the sacrum, which is the triangle on your back that points down. So your spinal column starts with a circle, which is your head, your skull, and it is attached to a long 33 vertebrae, a long spinal column, vertebral column, that ends in a downward pointing triangle as though it's an arrow. It is an arrow. And this is, this is, uh, this is actually uh, where we get the symbology of the devil's tail. The devil's tail is a tail that points down and has what at the end of it? A downward pointing triangle or an arrow pointing down. So this is your spinal column. This is the tree of duality, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of da'ath, or the tree of death. This is the tree of death. This is the mortal body, the mortal coil, which the spirit must shed, because the spirit is the serpent with wings. It is definitely not the flesh. The flesh has a skull and has a tail with a downward pointing triangle, the sacrum, and that is the mortal prison. It is the prison or prism. It is the downward energy that keeps us for a time. It cannot hold us, but it keeps us in a death, in the death, in the death cycle. We are dying all the time. It is the tree of beauty and adversity. We can be adversaries or we can be, we can be beautiful. We, we are beautiful adversaries. Knowledge of good and evil. And so it is seen as good for wisdom. We have, we can, we can get wisdom. We can get, gain wisdom through experience. Okay. But the Dakini is rooted in the Muladhara Chakra, the root chakra. The Dakini is the initial awakening of that feminine energy. The feminine energy. The feminine energy, as it goes through the divine feminine, as it goes through, just like the divine masculine, the Ida and the Pingala, the divine feminine, as it goes through the chakras, begins to awaken more and more as it is purified in its ascension until it gains wings at the Agnya Chakra, the third eye, what is called the third eye, but it is also is really the single eye. The single eye. Why does it gain wings there? Because now the two eyes and the third eye form the upward pointing triangle of light 
and it forms wings on the awakened spiritual mind. The spiritual mind. It is raised up. And then now it may fly out of the crown uh, Padma or crown the thousand petaled lotus. The thousand petaled lotus. That is the, 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 the high brain. The high brain. But it is the activity, the, the lotus itself is opened by the activity of the brain. <laughs> so when we put our brain, when we put our, the brain is an, is a, is um, an organ. It is a, an instrument. The activities of the brain must be on higher minded things. It must be spiritualized. So the downward pointing tail or downward pointing uh, devil's tail, let's say, the column, the, the spinal column with the, with, it ends in the, the bones, the bones ends in the sacrum, is actually the rivers of life. It's actually the rivers of life, but it is contained or uh, ossified, like it is, it is, uh, calcified calcified it is contained in the bones and it gives us the the it, it generates actually the marrow generates the life uh the jing the essence the life of of the body but if it stays there if we just associate and identify with the body then we stay in that sacral that sacrum the sacrum, the, that that root chakra, and the dakini is depicted as a blood eater, as a as a person who eats the dead, and it goes through its stages. It goes through its stages: the uh, the pure beginning and the pure ending, which is death. It ends in death. The dakini represents death. So that is the sacred feminine, as in death, found in death. But it is the material flesh body. It is the material flesh identification. But we must be able to identify with the spirit to be able to transcend. So the activities of the brain have to be circulating and uh, the, the Padma or the Lotus opens up to the spiritual reality, the spiritual world, or the spiritual realization of the that Satchit Ananda, or that true self, that truly eternal, blissful spirit that we are. Okay? So, and then when you die, when the body dies, the body must die to set free the soul, the solar energy, the soul or solar energy, the soul which is created by the solar energy, the sun, the solar energy concentrates and flies up. And if it, it does not 
the breath can leave your, your, your mouth, but the spirit or the consciousness, awareness, must go up into that um, thousand-petaled lotus, which opens up. And so you see, you are seeing, that, that is the, uh, the light body, the light body. That the light body is a vehicle that takes your, the solar energy, that solar energy, which is, uh, and that Padma, that lotus, that light body is your spirit, and takes that soul and raises it up and flies into and past the ethereal and the astral and returns to its source, returns to that which is called God which is the source and the origin of all power, of all shakti, of all energy. So if not, then it goes through the third eye. It goes through the third eye and it goes into a, another uh, a, a, a land. Uh, it, it goes into a land, another land, an ethereal land or an astral projection. The astral projection is what your dreams are made out of. The astral projection is, is the imaginary world that is projected forth, that is projected forth from the three eyes. The three eyes, your two physical eyes, your two, and your wisdom eye. So then you gain wisdom, but you don't escape that tree of duality. You don't escape that tree of duality. You get reincarnated. It's it's a it's not true that you you know there's no such thing as reincarnation. You just get transmigrated. It's transmigration. Not transcend, not transcendence. Transcendence happens through the crown and ascends and goes up past this material samsaric world and going into the transcendental reality that is God. And but transmigration happens when you go and pierce the third eye, but do not open the spiritual vortex which allows you to transcend. You, all, you open the, the uh, spiritual eye, but you have still the last veil of Ananda Maya Kosha. It's still the last veil of Maya that is over that spiritual eye. And you've attained the wisdom of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but you are still in the midst of the garden and do not see fully that garden. You see the wisdom of the tree, but you do not see the garden. Because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is in the midst of the garden. But you do not see that tree, the, the, the garden, fully. The garden of, of uh, paradise. So, you, you transmigrate and you take on another body. And you take on another body and... You go through the same process because you're still in that tree as the serpent. You are, in, you are in that tree as the serpent. 
but you have not gained wings and you and you die and you die to your true humanity you die to your true humanity you have the wisdom you have wisdom you have a vision and you can make your life but you do not see the creation as it is the garden as it is and so you are out of the garden because you are in the tree you are out of the garden and the flaming sword the angel of the flaming sword has to do with the soul <laughs> the solar energy the solar energy that unless you take that solar energy and become and realize you are spirit and realize your origin you don't return to the origin because only through the eyes of the spirit or god can one see the truth of nature and can one see the actual garden of paradise okay so that is that is the that's the that's what's coming to me now <laughs> so i'm going to get into the secret of shambhala which is uh, relevant, the secret of Shambhala. The secret of Shambhala. After about a half hour, I returned to the Jeep and started the engine. The crow to my left squawked and flew down the road in the direction the Dutch van had gone. I turned the other way and headed back toward Zhangba, taking a series of small roadways, hoping to bypass the main streets and the restaurant. I made it several more miles before I reached the top of a hill. I slowed the jeep as I crested the peak so that I could survey the long expanse of highway in the distance. When I, got in, when I got into a position to see, I was shocked. Not only was there a new roadblock set up half a mile down the mountain with dozens of, of soldiers, but I could count four big trucks and two jeeps filled with troops heading my way, closing fast. I quickly turned the jeep around and raced back in the direction I'd come, hoping they wouldn't see me. I knew I would be lucky to I knew I would be lucky to outpace them. I reasoned that I should travel farther west as as fast as I could, then bear south and east. Perhaps there were enough small roads that I could get back to Laza that way. I darted a I darted across the main street and into a series of side roads, again heading south. I turned a curve and realized I was going the wrong way. I had inadvertently returned to the main road again. Before I could stop, I was less than 100 feet from another Chinese checkpoint. There were soldiers everywhere. I pulled over to the side of the road and put on the brake, then slid way down in the seat. Now what, I thought prison what would they do to me 
Would they think me a spy? After a few moments, I noticed that the Chinese seemed oblivious to my presence, even though I was parked in plain sight. Old cars and carts and even pedestrians on bikes kept passing me, and the soldiers would stop them all and ask for identification, checking their papers and sometimes searching them. Yet they paid me no attention at all. I glanced to the right and realized that I was parked just short of a driveway that led up to a small stone house several hundred feet away. To the left of the house was a small lawn of uncut grass, and beyond the grass I could see another street. Just at that moment, a large truck drove past and stopped right in front of me, blocking my view of the checkpoint. Moments later, a blue Toyota Land Cruiser driven by another blonde man came up and pulled around the truck. Next, I heard loud talking and shouts in Chinese. The vehicle seemed to be backing up as if, I, as if to try to turn around, but the soldiers swarmed it. Although my line of sight was blocked, I could hear angry shouts in Chinese, in Chinese interspersed by fearful pleas in English that carried a Dutch accent. No, please, the voice said. I'm sorry, I'm a tourist. Look, I have a special license to drive on the road. Another car pulled up. My heart leaped in my chest. It was the same Chinese official I'd seen at the restaurant earlier. I slipped farther down in my seat, trying to hide as he walked right past me. Give me your papers, he asked the Hollander in perfect English. As I listened, I noticed something move to my right and peered through the passenger window to see what it was. The driveway down toward the house appeared to be bathed in a warm, luminous glow, the exact same glow I had witnessed when Yin and I had escaped just outside Laza, the Dakini. Okay, so remember, in Tibetan Buddhism, just as a side note, in Tibetan Buddhism, the Dakini is the sacred feminine. But it is the sacred feminine that's in the Muladhara Chakra. And where's the Muladhara Chakra? Right underneath that sacrum, that, that downward pointing triangle. That is why the downward pointing triangle is called the Devi. And the word devil comes from the word Devi, D-E-V-I. But mine is the L. It's like a, the Devi is... is a, yeah, and she's shown as drinking blood, and she's uh, supposed to represent death, okay? Because the, and that's why Eve, Eve, the mother of all the living, the mother of all living, is supposed to have taken the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or the knowledge of death. So, she's supposed to have taken it first, the, the, because first... The sacred feminine, the sacred, this kundalini, this serpent, this small little serpent, which it represents time, <laughs> rises up, uh, uncoils, and it's, it's, kundalini means coiled, coiled one, coiled serpent. That sacred feminine rises up and torques around, around, that is... The, the 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 spinal column is around the spinal cord the spinal cord is made of pure nerve energy pure electricity 
and is guarded by that spinal column which is full of blood full of blood okay that's the dakini drinking the blood that's the sacred feminine the the ida that lunar energy that dark energy that dark light that dim light it starts to rise up and then triggers the solar energy and the solar and lunar energy ida and pingala rotate around the earth around the earth and ascend and this is happening at all times actually but meditation is, is merely a way of paying attention it's merely actually paying attention paying attention why do, why do we call it paying attention because we are giving a tribute or homage or offering of our attention okay which is aten aten shun aten shun aten shun <laughs> what does it mean to be shunned to be resisted what is aten aten is the sun okay so we are looking within not without okay so it's all all connected okay let's see the lakini the jeep was idling so all I had to do was pull slowly to the right and down the drive. I was barely breathing as I passed the house and drove through the grass to the next street and turned left. A mile, a mile farther, I turned left again. A mile farther, I turned left again. Heading north out of town on the side street I had taken earlier. Ten minutes later, I was back at the mounds, pondering what to do. Down the road... To the west, I heard another crow call. Instantly, I decided to head in that direction, the way I could have been traveling all along. The road led up, the road led up a steep rise, crested, and then settled into a long straight away, into a long straightaway along a rocky path, along along a rocky plain. I drove for several hours as the afternoon light began to fade. There were no cars or people to be seen anywhere and almost no houses. Half an hour later, it was completely dark and I was thinking about finding a place to pull over for the night when I noticed a narrow gravel drive head, a narrow, a narrow gravel drive heading off to my right. I slowed the jeep and looked more closely. There was something just to there was something just to the side of the driveway. It looked like an item of clothing. I stopped the jeep and shined a flashlight out through the window. It was a parka, my parka, the one I had left in the restaurant just before the Chinese had come. Smiling, I switched off the light. Yin must have placed my jacket here. I got out of the jeep, picked it up, and drove up the narrow road with the headlights off. The drive... Okay, I just want to interject real quick. It's a, it's a miracle that I could actually... I just realized this right now. I, I could actually relay this information to you. I can actually communicate to you. While I was in the hospital... 
after my after getting the tumor removed from my brain, I uh, I could not speak for two weeks. I couldn't speak. I couldn't really think clearly. I couldn't communicate. I was dumbfounded. So this is a miracle that to me, it's nothing short of a miracle that I can read and relay this information and communicate with you. Uh, I mean, if you would have seen me though during those two weeks, you would have been sad. You would have pitied me. So this is nothing, nothing short of a miracle that we can speak. Just think about that. I stopped the Jeep and shined a flashlight out through the window. It was a parka. My parka. The one I had left in the restaurant just before the Chinese had come. Smiling, I switched off the light. Yin must have placed my jacket here. I got out of the Jeep, picked it up, and drove up the narrow road with the headlights off. The drive led about half a mile up a gradual incline to a small house and barn. I drove cautiously. Several goats looked at me from across a fence. On the porch of the house, I noticed a man sitting on a stool. I stopped the Jeep and he stood up. I knew that silhouette. It was Yin. I got out of the Jeep and ran up to him. He met me in a stiff embrace, smiling. I'm glad to see you, he said. You see, I said you were being helped. You see, I said you were being helped. I was almost caught, I replied. How did you get away? A nervousness returned to his face. The women at the restaurant are very cunning. They saw the Chinese officers and hid me in the oven. No one ever looked in there. What do you think will happen to the women? I asked. He met my eyes but said nothing for a long moment. I do not know, he replied. Many people are paying a high price for helping us. He looked away and pointed to the jeep. Help me bring in some food and we'll make something to eat. You see, I'm going to interject again. You see, if we live in that, if we live in that sacrum, in that lower region, and live in that downward energy, there's nothing wrong with that. God created that tree. God created these bodies. God created these mortal bodies to experience. So we can experience it eternally because we're eternal beings. We can take on this, this mortal body and, and put it off and take on another body. We can transmigrate forever because there's wisdom in it, right? We can have unlimited mortal experiences. But it is a limitation. It is a limitation, taking on a limitation. Okay? So, many people are paying a high price. We're paying a high price for being here. But it is, we are wonderfully and fearfully made. It is a wondrous experience. He looked away and pointed to the Jeep. Help me bring in some food and we'll make something to eat. As Yin made a fire. He explained that after the police had left, he had gone back to his friend's house and they had suggested this old house as a place for him to stay while they looked around for another vehicle. <clears throat> I knew that you might become overwhelmed by fear and try to get back to Laza, Yin added. But I also knew that if you decided to continue on this journey, 
you would eventually try to head northwest again. This was the only road, so I placed your jacket there, hoping it would be you who saw it and not the soldiers. That was quite a risk, I said. He nodded as he put the vegetables in a heavy boiler filled with several inches of water and hung it on the metal hook over the fire to steam. Yak dung flames lapped at the bottom of the pan. Seeing Yin again seemed to take much of my fear away, and as we sat down in old dusty chairs by the fire, I said, I have to admit that I did try to get away. I thought it was my only chance to survive. I went on to tell him everything that had happened, everything that is except the experience of the light around the house. When I got to the part where I was in the mounds and the van came by, he sat up in his chair. You are sure it was the same van he saw we saw at the roadblock? He asked pointedly. Yes, it was them, I replied. He looked totally exasperated. You saw the people we had seen before and you didn't speak with them? His face had an edge of anger. Don't you remember me telling you about my dream? About us meeting someone who could help us find the gateway? I didn't want to take a, a chance that they would report me, I protested. What? He stared at me, then leaned over and held his face in his hands for a moment. I was petrified, I said. I can't believe I've gotten myself in this situation. I want it out. I wanted to survive. Listen to me closely, Yin said. The chances of your getting out of Tibet now by fleeing are very slim. Your only chance of surviving is to go forward, and to do that, you have to use the synchronicity. I looked away, knowing he was probably right. Tell me what happened when the van approached, Yin said. Every thought, every detail. I told him the van had stopped, and when it did, I immediately grew afraid. I described how the woman acted as if she wanted to get out, but changed her mind and they left. He shook his head again. You killed the synchronicity with a misuse of your prayer field. You set your, your field with fearful expectations and it stopped everything. I looked away. You see, I'm going to interject again. You see? This downward energy is the downward energy that is the root. It is the very root. The roots grow down. <laughs> we re-root in this world. We get rooted in this world. It represents attachment to material to the material world. If no matter how much you say you're not attached. Really, really introspect. Really, really, really do a, a, a do an inspection of yourself, of yourself. Really look and see this attachment is, and it is the root. It is the root. Okay. <laughs> this is this is mammon. This is what it says in in, in the Bible. It says. It says. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It really says the love of mammon. Mammon. So mammon, 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 
Ma'amon, Ma'amon, okay, is uh, the root of the love of Ma'amon is the material nature, the material, the materialistic mind, the material, materially minded. That is the downward energy. That is that's what is confused as gravity. It is the energy that is going into the grave. Gravity means grave-ity, the, the energy of the grave, that is going to the grave, okay? But at the same time, you have an energy that rises, and the downward energy, which is represented by the spinal column, the bones, the bones descend. Why? Because they are minerals. They are the minerals. And the rivers of blood also go with it and descend. This is the life in the blood. This is the jing, the essence. Because why? It's, it's come from the earth. It comes from the earth. It returns to the earth. But the spiritual light energy returns to the soul the soul the spiritual light energy is the solar energy returns naturally on the photonic the photonic uh staircase the stairway to heaven the photonic the photonic vibration the photonic uh narrow path returns to the shining soul the sun so we identify with with both these energies the downward energy which is the the uh, uh, the grave the gravity and the solar energy which is the levity the levity which is what's the leaven a leaven bread leaven bread makes the bread rise okay but it says in scriptures, do not eat, uh, do not eat leavened bread. Eat rather unleavened bread. Why? It is has to do with the manna. Then we'll get to that later. So I looked away. Okay, return to the story. I looked away. Think about what was happening. Yin continued. When you heard the van approaching, you had two choices. You could have thought about that occurrence as a threat or as a potential aid. Okay, so the grave brings about fear. Okay, this is, this is, this is what it's talking about. You killed the synchronicity with the misuse of your prayer field. So, naturally, it, according to this nature, to this physical nature, we have fear. The instinct of fight or flight. Of fear. That's the instinct of fear. Okay? So that fear causes death. 
It's, it results in death. The fruition of fear results in death. But the fruition in love and light results in eternal life. Okay? So, we have both these energies, fear and love. Okay? Uh... So now, he's saying, think about what was happening. Yin continued, when you heard the van approaching, you had two choices. You could have thought about what that occurrence as a threat or as a potential aid. Certainly, you have to consider both. Okay, this is duality. But once you recognize the van, that should have told you something. The fact that it was the same van that had that we had seen earlier at the crossroads is meaningful. Especially since these same people created the diversion that allowed us to go by without being seen. From that point of view, they had already helped you and now were there to possibly help you again. I nodded. He was right. Clearly I had blown it. Yin looked away, distracted by his own thoughts, then said, You completely lost your energy and positive expectation. Remember what I told you at the restaurant. Setting a field for synchronicity is a matter of putting yourself in a particular state of mind. It is easy to think about synchronicity intellectually, but unless you enter the state of mind where your prayer field will help, where your prayer field will help, all you will do is glimpse the coincidences every once in a while. In some situations that is enough and you will be led for and, and you will be led forward for a time. <clears throat> but eventually you will lose your direction. The only way to establish a constant flow of synchronicity is to stay in a state where your prayer field keeps this flow moving toward you. A state of conscious alertness. And now we get to the name of the chapter. Conscious alertness. I'm still not sure how to get into this state of mind. And I'll leave it there until next time. And I'll pick up on page 87 of the chapter Conscious Alertness. You see, this, uh, this dualistic mind, or this downward energy, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of the knowledge of beauty and adversity, a.k.a. the material mind, the mater, or the mother, or otherwise it's called maya, does not want to, never wants to admit anything that is of true substance regarding the spirit it cannot it cannot admit even though the spirit and the matter is one the matter and spirit are one the material and the spiritual are one but one as i learned from uh maharaj guruji srila Haridas, <laughs> one is mahamaya the great mother or the great maya the other 
And the great Maya is the wisdom that is found in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The great Maya, the Maha Maya. And the other is the Yoga Maya, the Yoga Maya, or the union of Maya. Realization that you are that, Om Tat Sat, thou, thou art that, you are already that. So, uh, it is one which is seeing that mother somewhere else in the other, the mother, the ma other, the ma other, the 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 material other, seeing the, through the material eyes only. This is only the downward energy. This is only the grave, iti, the grave energy. And this is only sending you to the grave and transmigrating again and again and again. And you go through the same worlds, through these seven spirits. These seven spirits are, or the six spirits lead to the Agnya Chakra. And typically, this is the, the root chakra, the Muladhara Chakra. The eye is a, is a, a line between two points. Just like the column, the spinal column or the spinal cord is between the head or brain and the perineum, the perineum, the floor, the, uh, the, the, the genital floor, the, the pelvic floor. And so the pelvic floor is one platform and the top of the head is another platform and the spinal column is the eye. But the eye in the eye. The eye in the eye is the eye that needs to break free of I. The identity I. And and that is that is uh, the bodhicitta. That is the Buddha intelligence. Okay, that is the enlightened intelligence. The free. That is the liberated soul. The liberated soul. But the if you see only the other as the other as other, you are still in the womb of the mother. This is Mahamaya. You are again being transmigrated again and again and again and again and again. And you do not connect with source or spirit, the great spirit, which is that great I am. That is the Yahweh, Yahweh, the Yahweh, not the Maya, the Yahweh, the way, the way, the truth, and the life. That is the source, that is source, that is the Satchit Ananda, that is the, the Supreme Self, the Supreme Source, the Paramatma, okay? That is the source. So, if you connect with that source, you realize in, connect in, in connecting with that source, you realize that you are not just this body and mind, which is the Mahamaya, you are that great spirit. You are that great spirit. And this is union. This is the connection and union of, of that Maya, of the mother material and Ya. Okay, uh, from the scriptures, Jeremiah, 
Um, I'm gonna read from the the scroll. The scroll is burned. Let's see. The scroll is burned, and the scroll is replaced. The scroll is burned. Chapter 36 of Jeremiah. So they went to the king in the court, but they had deposited the scroll in the chamber of Elishama, the scribe, and they reported all the words to the king. Then the king sent Jehudi. Then the king sent Jehudi to get the scroll and he took it out of the chamber of Elishama the scribe and Jehudi read it to the king as well as to all the officials who stood beside the king now the king was sitting in the winter house in the ninth month with a fire burning in the brazier before him When Jehudi had read three or four columns, the king cut it with a scribe's knife and threw it into the fire that was in the brazier until all the scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the brazier. Yet the king and all his servants who heard all these words were not afraid, nor did they rend their garments. Even though Elnathan, Elnathan, and Deliah, and Gemariah pleaded with the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jeramiel, the king's son, Sariah, the son of Azrael, and Shalameah, the son of Abdiel, to seize Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord hid them. But the Lord hid them. Okay? Just like in the story, Secret of Shambhala, and this is not, I'm not setting this up, folks. I'm not setting this up. I'm not looking for scriptures. I don't know scriptures that well. The Lord has given me scriptures that that tie into or kind of correspond or is synchronous with the story that I'm reading. Because I asked him, the, the secret of Shambhala, just like the woman who hid, who hid the guy in the, uh, I think it was Yin, who hid Yin in the oven <laughs> you know now Jeremiah the prophet and Baruch the scribe are being hid by the Lord the scroll is replaced then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after the king had burned the scroll and the words which Baruch had written at the dictation of Jeremiah, saying, Take again another scroll and write on it all the former words that were on the first scroll which Jehoiakim, 
the king of Judah burned. And concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall say, Thus says the Lord, You have burned this scroll, saying, Why have you written on it, that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land, and will make man and beast to cease from it? Uh, I'm going to read that again. And concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall say, Thus says the Lord, You have burned this scroll, saying, Why have you written on it, that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land, and will make man and beast to cease from it? Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, He shall have no one to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will also punish him and his descendants and his servants for their iniquity, and I will bring on them and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah all the calamity that I have declared to them but they did not listen. They did not listen. It's a repeating theme, folks. They did not listen. Hearing, faith, it says, Scripture says, faith comes through hearing. Hearing. But this is not, and, and Jesus Christ says, let him who has ears to hear, hear the word of the Lord. That's, you know, so, these are spiritual ears, not just hearing the words of the world materialistically, but hearing all the world. If the Holy Spirit is to be your instructor and guide and guru, you must hear with spiritual ears. You must hear these, you must hear the word of the Lord, which is. Jesus is said to be the word of the Lord. And his name means salvation. So salvation comes through the word of the Lord. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the scribe. And he wrote on it at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the book which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. I'm going to read that again. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch, the son of Neriah, which was the scribe, the scribe. And he wrote on it at the dictation of Jeremiah, all the words of the book, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. And many similar words were added to them. So the world might, might distract you and, and burn you up in this fire, which is the material body, and, and try to get rid of you. But, but the soul, which is the prophet and scribe within you, hears the word of the Lord. And only through the, the Jeremiah, Jeremiah is the prophet that hears the word of the Lord and is able 
to relay and dictate the information to the scribe, even though the world tries to burn you up and, and tries to cause you to fear, on the one hand, you can look at it as uh, something to be afraid of, this death, this idea of death, that, that we're dying all the time, that we can be afraid of it, or it can be an aid. It can be an aid, something that is useful. And just like we are being hid in the secret of Shambhala, we are being hid by the Lord because the word is hidden and it cannot be touched. It's spiritual and it cannot be touched by the material nature or it cannot be, it cannot be deterred by the material nature. So we must have ears to hear, spiritual ears, so that we can hear the word of the Lord and prophesy. And so we can we can realize this spiritual union of soul and transcendental soul of soul and spirit all right thank you for tuning in guys god bless you and until next time cheers